0: Cheryl Goldstein, EVP member engagement and development here at the IAB. Welcome to IAB there, our daily live stream in which we connect the digital advertising ecosystem. On today's show, we're really excited to speak with Joy Robbins, chief revenue officer of the Washington post. We're going to discuss the importance of news content, especially in today's environment. And while context is important to advertisers, brands need to broaden their data signals to include consumption. Joy is a passionate news junkie having significant roles at Quartz, NBC News Digital and BBC prior to joining the Washington Post. So why don't we bring Joy Robbins to the screen? Hi Joy, welcome, how are you?
1: Hi Cheryl, I'm well, thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have
0: you. And is news junkie a fair way to describe you? I mean, just looking (laughs) at your background, uh, it seems to be a yeah. real passion point for you. So it is.
1: There's there's consistency there uh, for sure. Um, I think that it is a complex category and one that I think has received an incredible amount of attention, um, both positive and negative, uh, over the past ten plus years that I've been involved. And it is something that has such an impact on the world and on consumers and, and, and obviously a tremendous impact uh, for the potential of brands. And so it's, it's, been, an, it's been exciting to watch the, uh, how it's all evolved.
0: Yeah. How has it, like, what are some of the things that are like, really different today from when you started? You don't have well, to tell us how far back that is, I,
1: <laughs> how have you seen it evolve? Well, I mean, I think the complexity of digital overall has just been a phenomenal story in such a short period of time. When I started at the BBC uh, in 2007, they had just started to introduce digital advertising onto their platform, period. So watching that uh, was was sort of an interesting front row seat to uh, an evolution in itself. But I mean, at that time, we were talking so much about formats. We talked so much about Mm -hmm. high-impact units and how much bigger and more interruptive we could actually make the digital advertising experience to ultimately drive eyeballs. And what we thought at the time. Remember the (laughs) pop-up? Yeah, exactly. Down to the push down. And what were all of the different ways that we could grab consumers' attention? Um, and then over, you know, after 2010, it started to really morph into how can we engage a consumer as w- through brands as journalists, something that existed in, in print and even in television, uh, but this I, this concept of the advertorial for for lack of a better word. Um, and so over the last decade, I suppose, we can look back and and go from this, in what what could probably be best described as a bit of an intrusive uh, user experience that led to action on the part of consumer to far more attention paid to the user experience overall digitally. Um, And I think our ability to also measure digital has evolved significantly um, and really be able to demonstrate, I mean, for better or worse, digital advertising has been pegged as one of the most measurable mediums. And I think it's taken a really long time for us to figure out how to measure beyond things just like clicks, but also to really lean into sophisticated things like attribution. Um, right. So it's it's been, and news has really been all along at the center point of consumers' attention and how brands have been able to really look at that category um, and, and understand how to speak to the consumer has really evolved over time. And I think brands more than ever before and particularly inside of this year have really started to use their voice um, uh, and, and really be able to align more um, authentically in the new space than ever before, but it's taken us a long time to get here.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then really the change that I've seen starting back in March when COVID hit it seemed like advertisers were blocking news. Hey, we don't want to be around anything negative. They weren't really sure what their messaging should be. So I think some of it was that, like, okay, yeah. things have changed. We're not sure what to say. But then it was we don't want to be around anything negative. Well, you had a social, you know, uprising, political uprising, a health up, right? You know, how could you not be around, you know, news there was a lot of negative news happening. Yeah. And I know you were part of the initiative of the IB, like news saves lives. It really is fundamental to our democracy. Yeah. Have you seen a change in marketers now? I mean, we had that initiative and others mm-hmm. were doing similar. Has it worked?
1: I have seen a difference. Um, I think back in March, uh, when everything felt like it came to a screeching halt for those few weeks, Brands were really struggling to figure out how to both act in a real-time manner because so much was evolving in real time, but also what to say. Um, and I think that we knew that news was more of an urgent platform than ever before. I mean, it's always been urgent, but in, 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 in this year, it has felt like the most urgent place to reach consumers and to, to support but we really uh, at the post took it upon ourselves to think about how do we support initiatives like the one the IAB was, was doing and also help that supplement some of the consumer work that we were doing since this third week of March which was measuring consumer sentiment, measuring uh, what it is that uh, consumers wanted to hear from brands. I mean, first the first question we asked was, are you open to hearing advertising? And overwhelmingly, the answer was yes, and you know I know the IAB has seen the exact same thing through the research. There is absolutely a um, appropriate place to reach people within this the 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 category of news, the way you do it, and how to actually show up as a brand in a way that feels. Um, empathetic or, or, or authentic is the trick that I think that brands have really spent the last six to nine months, uh, figuring out. And, you know, it's something that I think we as an industry and particularly us at the Washington post have dedicated a lot of time to, and now the, the, the fourth quarter in particular, and what I'm seeing for 2021 is a real demand, uh, for, working with publishers like the Washington Post we've seen a, a lot of change from where we were in second and third quarter to where we are now in fourth
0: that's great and what are what are these marketers looking for what how has it changed what they're buying and how they're buying
1: this year has absolutely changed what we've seen uh, in terms of what marketers have been really leaning into driven majority by, um, the shorter sales cycles. Uh, you know, I think if you had told me in 2019 that we would have nearly every day sold out of our homepages, homepage takeovers were the breakout hit of 2020. Um, I think wow. marketers who were that,
0: looking. It takes me so far back, <laughs> yeah. like my Yahoo days
1: and AOL mm-hmm. homepage takeover days. Yes. It, I mean, it's, it but was that's great. It's an amazing way to reach uh, the highest number of readers in a single day um, in in what we know they're incredibly engaged in. Uh, And so those quick turnarounds being able to, we actually really even looked at our ad layout for our homepage this year, and we redesigned it to make sure that it both gave the space for beautiful creatives as well as ensured that consumers could find what they were looking for when it came to our editorial message. And we've seen the performance of that uh, really, really uh, increase, but again, home pages were the breakout hit so, so, so as you can imagine that's that's really what uh, what a lot of this year was about
0: I love that um, so as we move into this cookie list world how do you think that's going to affect your business
1: hmm. we've been planning for cookie list um, since early 2019 uh, you know we we recognize I think at the post one of the things that we have been really focused on is uh, running at existential threats rather than um, kind of cowering and, and wondering what will happen when they arrive. And so whether it be things like ad blocking and viewability issues back in 2015 and our response there with um, you know faster loading ads and uh, some of the ways that we could create better creative, cookie list is what I think is as of like the, the most recent existential threat. And we've addressed it in two ways. First of all, being a brand that has loyalty at scale um, and having people who visit the post and who, who subscribe to the post gives us access to an incredible amount of first party data. We understand our readers Uh, we make it our business our entire business really both now from a subscription standpoint as well as an advertising standpoint thrives off of what we know about our readers um but we also really thought about how to ensure that we were building technology and building new opportunities to help advertisers understand not just targeting by things like demo or gender uh but also thinking about what journey readers are on uh, before and after they either see an ad, but going further than that, for those readers who are actually engaging with their ads, how did they get there? How did they arrive there? What do they do next? And how do we actually really translate? How do we provide a full picture of a consumer beyond just what we know about perhaps, um, you know, what, they, what, what, what their psychographics represent?
0: And that's going beyond the contextual using other data signals.
1: That's exactly right. Such as
0: consumption.
1: Because contextual, I think we believe very deeply in contextual, Um, but as you look three years out as contextual becomes uh, a lot of what the main metric of targeting for for a lot of the web needs to be beyond some of the platforms, obviously, and anyone that has that deep first party data, we wanna make sure that we can deliver beyond the average. We wanna make sure that in addition to context, which is incredibly important, we can provide that insight into consumption to really be able to drive um, efficacy to, to the highest degree and to really help you know, provide those insights beyond, uh, beyond just where that consumer is in the moment that you reach them.
0: A couple of things that you said are reminding me how things have changed a lot this year all the way around. And I mean, obvi- aside from the obvious, the whole buying and selling, you're saying shortened cycles, and what we're hearing from the buyers, I don't think that's going back. It sounds like, I know, roll your eyes, because <laughs> it's like I, we want a page takeover, or something unique, custom by next week. Yeah. And we have been hearing um, from the buy side that long-term planning, yeah. uh, the whole, even the whole idea of an upfront doesn't really make sense anymore. Yeah. And anything that you can provide that is hands-on, real-time, advise your clients, on what they need to do today, where the consumers are going today, how is the latest news or the latest whatever's happening in the world changing the way people are engaging, and you're able to help them do that and guide them in the right direction, that that's really the going to be almost the new norm.
1: I couldn't agree more. I, you know, I make the joke that homepage was our biggest product of the year, but I mean, once the middle of the year hit and production resumed on a lot of the content programs that we were producing and some of the custom pieces that we were able um, to get into market, You know what we saw was being able to, in, in a much faster compressed time period, fueled by insights and data, be able to create con- uh, content or create custom experiences or go beyond sort of some of those more tactical media uh, executions. That is, I think, what we've really laid the groundwork to help us get into twenty twenty one with strength. Because I, I, I agree with you, and I've heard the same thing. We know that this this short term planning is probably a twenty twenty one trend, just based on how much we know the world will change uh, on a on a week to week basis. But we want to make sure that we're able to deliver beyond just that transactional media, and so. Right scaling our team and ensuring that we're putting into place both the insights and technology, as well as that, uh, what I call like the art and science, making sure that our creative group is deeply, deeply connected to that technology and insights group will make for such better, more interesting executions on behalf of brands, even though we have that shortened timeline.
0: And it seems like, I remember when Jeff Bezos bought washington post uh, it was 2013 eyebrows were raised like what what is he thinking what is he doing how is this going to pan out but it seems like almost immediately he was able to bring like just this massive amount of tech talent and how is that i mean i know that's actually before your time Mm -hmm. right you came in after him but based on what you know and what people have said about the before Mm -hmm. and after how has that changed um, the way you go to market, what advertisers are buying,
1: it, it, where it, do you it
0: see it going next? To an incredible
1: degree. And it's part of what obviously attracted me to the Washington Post because it's created something that I don't think is present very often in, in the industry. And that is a deeply trusted uh, brand with heritage and legacy. Um, and as I said, that, that deeply loyal audience Intersected with technology and bleeding edge and bleeding edge innovation. I mean, I think that we have we there are some Bezosisms. I think that that talk that we talk about uh, at the at the post. And one of my favorite is you know this idea of the tyranny of the ore. Uh, you know, it's it's always you have to be trusted or you have to be technology, and we are so committed to the end. And so we are, we are committed to being the intersection of trust and technology in a way that can make it so brands don't have to choose between one or the other. Because I think what we've seen, particularly in the past year, and and I don't think that that's slowing down anytime soon, is brands are forced to either They know that trust more than ever is something that will impact their brand and consideration and how consumers uh, view them. But they also recognize the importance of technology and efficacy, efficiency, measure, uh, being able to be measured. And so what we have spent a lot of time and will continue to spend a lot of time doing is is, is ensuring that brands don't have to choose when they're able to work with us. Um, And so, what Jeff has really brought is there is, there is such, incredible engineering power and talent that is part of uh, the Washington Post now. We obviously launched um, Arc, which is uh, our SaaS platform that, that thousands of publishers are using to kind of run there every day. It, it's made us better as the Washington Post, but it's also made us in our client solutions group. Um, we've got almost, you know, closing in on what will be a hundred engineers working just on the advertising side and client solutions wow. side and our commercial technology team. Um, who are really committed to making sure that we are looking at that uh, to solve brand and industry problems as well. Um, and so the energy at the post uh, and momentum is something when you look back to 2013 and and the doubling and now reaching over 100 million people around the world. It's 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 emboldened us to to think. You know, first it was nationally, and now it's globally.
0: That's incredible. And so. There are other tools that you've also launched, and we've talked about Zeus, for example, yeah. which I would love to hear more about that because that's really helping these smaller publishers who are yeah. seriously struggling struggling right now. Mm-hmm. So anything you could do to help yeah. drive revenue for them I mean, is fantastic. I think,
1: I think one of the things when we started this conversation, we talked about you know why I've been involved with news. And I think this, this concept that news is such an important, it's the lifeblood of, of our democracy. And recognizing that not only advertisers are are in need of support and help, but so are publishers um, now more than ever. And um, being able to identify things that have worked for the Washington Post and really helped to drive our business, help drive our yield, um, help make our commercial offering stronger was something that we felt that if we could scale that out to other publishers across the industry, it would not only help their revenue picture and help their yield, but it could actually create a better supply for advertisers to tap into. So we launched Zeus Technology last year. um, And what that is really is it it helps publishers uh, make their sites faster and it helps make their inventory more viewable which leads to CPM increases um, that we've seen, you know, as high as 70 or 80%. And so we're currently now across about 100 publishers, many of those local publishing groups. Um, and I think what what the team has really seen, and, and it's such a fulfilling uh, opportunity to bring this to the industry is, um, is, is immediately, these results are being felt. Um, so that's been the first leg of Zeus technology. And and one of the things that we've wanted to, in addition to helping these publishers uh, really maximize their own yield, create an actual premium supply for the industry that we've called Zeus Prime, that we're planning to roll out in 2021, that basically takes these well-lit environments uh, across hundreds of publishers and through what we're calling Zeus Insights, a common uh, context taxonomy, helps advertisers reach local, but at scale. And so helping to bring some of these national brands who recognize more than ever, that it's important to speak to these local communities, these local audiences, but for their own teams, it needs to be in a way that's scalable. So Zeus Prime is going to really enable that. Um, and, and so it's this, this this wonderful new paradigm of like what we can we can offer as both a publishing partner, but also as an industry partner.
0: And does that allow marketers to not only have an addressable approach from the media side, but the messaging?
1: Yes. Um, so are you
0: able to shift gears, and, and everything is so local now anyway, yeah. when you think about it, how the response to COVID, how people are coming back or not, yep. the political landscape. I mean, it. this has been the year of local. It really yep. has, where you're seeing governors are rock stars. You know, local mayors are getting primetime coverage. Yep because, it, you know, our, I've never seen our governor of New Jersey more often on network news. That I never even knew what the guy looked like until COVID <laughs> hit. And now he's on, Cuomo's on every day. Yeah. I mean, they're really, it's, it's hyper local.
1: Yeah.
0: And the fact, so, so yeah, they could do both targeting. and. That's absolutely, I mean,
1: that's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, I, I think to the point that we were talking about in terms of brands really finding this year that they need to use their voice, one of the things that we've seen holding advertisers back is this ability to act in real time. Um, And we've heard that from marketers. And so what Zeus Prime, a core tenant of Zeus Prime is actually enabling marketers to upload their social creative, which brands are are able to do so quickly. We see a brand, you know, be able to respond to news events or to, to something that happens in real time, but for some reason that doesn't extend to their digital creative. So through Zeus Prime, in addition to being able to actually localize your messaging, you're able to make it uh, very relevant and real time through the Zeus Prime uh, technology, through through being able to upload um, something as simple as social creative into something that becomes web creative. And we've seen, we've done some early testing, even just on our own site. And, and the way that that actually impacts um, performance of some of these tech, of these units is, is like three to five X, which is exciting.
0: Wow. And so you have Zeus, and you've also launched Signal for Brands. Wow. Yeah, and that goes back to our conversation about from context to consumption. Yeah. So tell us how what signal is, and how would a brand leverage that?
1: Sure. So signal is we launched uh, in sort of our our, our alpha slash beta uh, in 2020, and plan to really roll it out with 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 far more partners in 2021. Um, but that exactly what you said. It it does really uh, it, it 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 takes a look at a Brands' creative—they can even upload their own first-party segments into this tool. But even if there is not the ability, if there's if a brand doesn't have either the first-party segment they might want to, or uh, or they're just wanting to better understand how the audience uh, is consuming, what the journey is ahead of them actually interacting. Well, first seeing their ads, but then particularly those who are interacting, what are the what are the key um, uh, insights into the audiences and then ultimately where are they going after. But we can customize this uh, tool to really understand the myriad of ways that uh, consumers uh, of, of data points that 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 advertiser might be looking at. So we can look at it through the lens of actually I just want to understand what my 18 to 49 year old a uh, enthuse- travel enthusiast is looking at, where are they spending the most time on the site? Um, because I think that that, one of the things that uh, we've seen happen often is that there's a there's a, a conception that consumers are only, if you're a travel enthusiast, you're actually only in travel. And that's all yeah. the, the content that you ever consume, but it doesn't take into account what you might be looking at before and what you might be looking at after, and then how brands might be able to, better speak to you in each part of that journey. So, so Signal is really a tool with which we'll be able to much more deeply give uh, uh, our advertisers insights on, on our audience and, and ultimately their their consumer set.
0: That's a great point because just having someone on a travel page doesn't always tell you why they're there. Right. But if you can track back how they got there that's right, and understand their journey you might have a better sense of the why, you know, exactly it's because right. they're planning a honeymoon or yes. they're a graduation gift or, you know, who knows, but you have a better chance of understanding that if you could track back how they got to that. It section. also
1: helps us create content for them so much more effectively, because if you understand somebody who's interacting with your advertising also happens to read a lot of this type of content, um, we can look for gaps where we can actually advise brands on, actually, this is a really good place for you to, to look. And this can go beyond just the Washington Post. For our core partners, um, we actually look to help them understand this audience, not only what that means for w- the work that you're doing with the Washington Post, but actually you can take those insights and actually deploy it against things that you're doing across uh, all media that you're looking at. So um, um, it's, it's one of the beauties of having such an enormous, you know, we've, we're, we're seeing a hundred million people in the US and 50 million more uh, internationally come to the Washington Post every month, how can we actually help guide that, uh, help leverage that scale for brands?
0: Now, is international, is that an intentional effort or are people just the words out or expats or
1: yeah. it's
0: just well, expanding that way naturally?
1: It grew um, significantly this year uh, and, it, and it is absolutely uh, an effort. Um, but one that obviously came from the insight that we were starting to see people uh, subscribe to the post more and more internationally and, and what you just said, you know, are they just expats that was our first thought experiment as well well are these just Americans living abroad who may be familiar with the brand and what we found was. Uh, no, that's not the case. Um, it's actually, you know, in addition to what a subscriber may be reading in their local market, um, and it's all English-speaking languages because we, we're, we're exclusively in English. But they look at the Washington Post to have a window into what's happening uh, in in the U.S., how U.S. Uh, policies may impact global business, uh, and really thinking about it, it's a window into the rest of the world. Um, yeah. And, and we see a much more consistent demographic internationally, the business decision maker, the high net worth individual. Uh, it's much, much more heavily concentrated to that audience uh, internationally. I mean, in the US we have massive scale against that, but again, there's a hundred million people reading, but but it's a much more sort of um, co- condensed uh, audience internationally that that trends that way.
0: That's fantastic. And so I wanna to touch on one thing before our time is up you have the reputation of being a phenomenal leader. You've had huge success. You said you had your best quarter, fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. I know not, not all of that is the great tools, Signal, you know, um, Arc, all the Zeus. <laughs> a lot of it is your leadership. So what are some of the things that you've done with the organization since you've been there? If you reorganized the structure, how are you coaching yeah. your teams, especially in this virtual environment?
1: Um, I think one of the things that we have really focused on um, is partnership and adding value to clients. And part of that also, uh, if I go back to the last fall, we reorganized the sales team um, around clients. And when I say clients, I mean, there is a client partner team who are focused on Advertisers, no matter where they are, and their and their agency uh, groups and teams who are working with them. So it didn't necessarily, you know, traditionally it had been broken out by geography. Um, this actually aligns all of the conversations, um, and one person has the expertise. But we also launched an agency partnership group because we need to recognize that the agency business itself is also a really important constituent in all of these conversations. Yeah, sure. And so, how do we think about? agencies beyond just the purveyors of the rfps or you know the 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 stakeholder in a client relationship but actually something that can help their business and so we've really prioritized being a partner for uh both of these um both of these groups um and and i think that you know more than ever we all know in march being a partner could never have been more important and it wasn't about how could we Sell more advertising. In fact, you know, when the pandemic hit, for 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 the weeks afterwards, it was don't call your clients to see if they're spending. Call them to see if they're okay. Um, call them to see if they need anything, whether that be personally or professionally. And I think that that really invigorated people. You know, you, you, they say like you can't be sad when you're being useful. And so I think that something that everybody has collectively felt in the organization is. Um, how how do we add value to to both the Washington Post? I think that we're also passionate about. But how do we how do we be an add uh, to the industry at large?
0: Yeah, I think there's a there's a you know a, a mentor of mine once said, if you want your clients to believe that you care about them, then care about them. <laughs>
1: That's exactly like, just
0: right. Just be authentic, actually care about them, and meet them where they are, and understand what they need, and and just be there to help and the flexibility was like the key word for this year. We heard from everybody, agility, flexibility. If you're not doing that, it'll come back to you. That's right. Uh, and in terms of, uh, what I've heard from some of the salespeople that work for you, there's a real sense of pride, you know, pride in what they do that they're making a difference that they really, they have to do well because the, the company depends on it. And I think, again, that comes from leadership that inspires people. So, you know, just wanted to compliment you on that because I have heard from some of your team members that there is a real pride in working there.
1: And it's, it is you, the first moment that you step into the Washington Post, you recognize what an incredible sort of powerhouse and uh, it is across every single group. And, and, and being able to not just exist within client solutions and advertising, but really feeling as though you're part of that entire Washington Post team is something that is, 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 is kind of an honor
0: yeah it really is it's very special uh we are about to wrap up and you know i like to do uh, joy's wows words of wisdom uh you have many and you've shared some great stuff here today couple quick you know what would you tell brands to stop doing what should they start doing let's start with brands you know, yeah, very quick, sure. one or two things
1: um when i think about what the stop doing is Um, and it's going to become as no surprise because I think it's something that we've all acutely felt this year, but this, 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 uh, trying to give yourself like a manicure with a sledgehammer of, of (laughs) block of block listing. Um, you know, I think that everybody recognizes that brands want to ensure suitability, but the, 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 the wide, um, hundred thousand, (laughs) thousand plus block list words, um, isn't, isn't, isn't demonstrating efficacy. And so, you know, find out where your audience is, leverage those publisher relationships, understand like test uh, to ensure that your messages um, is resonating the right way. But um, these like the, the, the one size fit all of, of some of these restrictions has, has really, I think impacted uh, efficacy.
0: Yeah, and what about sales leaders what great tips, words of wisdom do you have if you're yeah. running a team in this environment?
1: Um, I think taking care of your people is an incredible way of driving efficacy across the team. Um, you know, it, it, I think just being human this year and recognizing that there's so much that y- we as leaders are tasked with when it comes to ensuring our teams, just like we talk about our clients, are our teams doing okay? Um, it goes such a long way, not only for them to be proud and inspired by being a part of the business, but it makes them do better work. And so in yeah. you know, it's easy to get wrapped up in talking about the numbers next week or next month. But I think looking at like what the longer arc of the, the team is focused on ensuring people have clarity in their roles, especially when we're in a work from home environment, um, it 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 completely changes culture and efficacy to a degree that that pushes the business forward.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. When in a sea of uncertainty, transparency is key, That's right. and empathy I think is the emotion of you know 2020. We've learned that that you have to. I think our new president, you know, is a great example of the difference of having a little empathy versus none. Anyway, Joy, we are now out of time. Thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Um, I hope our audience uh, got as much out of this as I did. And it was really great to see you.
1: You too. Thank you again, Cheryl. Okay. Thanks for all you've done.
0: Of Well, thank you. All right. <laughs> right we'll see you soon. You out. Uh, IAB There is a production of the Interactive Advertising Bureau. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ons, John Ward, and Twafika Mohan I'm Cheryl Goldstein. Thank you so much for watching.